Hello and welcome to episode three of the Fierce Calling podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Doris Swift. We are a community of women who are taking action where our passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We are using our gifts to impact the world for Christ. Today, I welcome my friend, Eva Kabashik. Her fierce calling is helping others break down the barriers to Bible study. Does Bible study ever intimidate you? Well, Eva has some tips on that, and she has a unique way of studying the Bible, and I'd love you to listen. So join me as I have a chat with Eva Kabashik. I want to welcome my new friend, Eva Kabashik. Eva, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining me on the Fierce Calling Podcast. Eva and I are both in the Hope Writers writing community, and I have my Hope Writers cup here. Got my tea. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Mine's somewhere. It's <laughs> awesome. I would love for you to start maybe with a little bit of a story or of a background. You shared something with me recently about how you have doubt sometimes about not feeling qualified. And I think that if you share a little bit about that, as we all have felt that way. Yes, absolutely. So my heart is really to help people learn and love God's word, but it's really intimidating when you look at it. I mean, it's a really big book. Like there's a lot of words and they're really small. So I think that a lot of times there's this intimidation factor, or maybe just a lack of confidence when approaching God's word. And I've been studying the Bible for about 16 years now. And I I have a color code system that I use that kind of helps me approach it and all. But I was actually, I was just talking to my husband yesterday about topics that I wanted to discuss when it comes to Bible study. And I don't feel qualified to talk about those topics. I still feel a little bit of hesitation when approaching it, even though my whole message and my whole purpose is to help people feel qualified and called and feel they are capable of studying the Bible. So I think that's something that never fully goes away, Mm -hmm. but definitely it's getting better as I'm learning more and helping other people a little bit more as well. Isn't that so true though, how when we answer the call on our hearts that God puts there and he is just looking for us to be obedient and to step out in faith and he doesn't say, okay, I'm going to just wait till this daughter of mine to be all ready and equipped. And he equips us as we go. And we do learn as we teach. I remember um, growing up as a little girl, my my grandma got a hold of these desks from this school that they were closing. And I just, I was so excited to just pretend to be a teacher. And that's how I used to study for my tests at school. I would just pretend to be a teacher and then I would teach it to my imaginary students and or my stuffed animals or whoever was there. And And it is, it's a way that you learn as you teach, you do, you learn and grow because it causes you to seek. So yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yes. I was actually raised in the church and my dad is a pastor. Mm. And so I think that there's a little pressure with that, whether real pressure or just like perceived pressure Mm -hmm. um, to like say the right thing and do the right thing and all of that. But I think I had a huge advantage of being raised by a pastor as well, because I had somebody that I could say, hey, I just read this in the Bible. Uh, What does this mean? And usually it was really frustrating because he would usually come back with a question of like, well, 
what do you think based off of the surrounding context? How do you think that? And I'm like, just tell me what it means, you know? But I think that there was such a huge advantage of that for me because he really did teach me um, how to study the Bible. Like my entire upbringing was very much, I mean, he's the one who taught me the color code. Um, he like pulled me into his chair with him. I saw him every morning writing with these fancy pens in his Bible. And I think that that was the initial draw for me as I wanted fancy pens too. <laughs> but over time, it just really, it was just ingrained in me, like how to approach scripture in a very clear and confident way. And so I think that, um, being raised not only in the church, but being raised by somebody who very much loved the Bible and loved teaching how to approach the Bible. It was just, it was invaluable for me. Yeah. What a great role model too, for you. And having that, it's, it's like having a live, your own personal live commentary right there. Oh, absolutely. You know, your dad. Yeah. So that was encouraging. And I know that you have a heart for teaching those kind of methods too, to help help people learn how to study. Yes. So you have some, some things going on um, and offers on your website for people to be able to get involved in that. Yes, I do. Um, right now, I think the funnest thing I have ever done in terms of just like teaching the Bible has been this past year, a group, I think it's like 190 people now, something like that, close to, if not right at. And we've been going through the Bible from cover to cover, but chronologically. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, the story of the Bible is unfolding each day as we read. It's just been so eye-opening for me because this is the first time I've ever read through the Bible chronologically, but getting everybody's perspectives on it and like comments and all of these different things and questions that people have that we get to kind of tackle together. Like, I'm not sure I know what this means or why was this included? Things like that. It's been really interesting together to read through the Bible. And there's that accountability factor where, you know, I know that everybody else is going to be reading it that day. So I better get my reading in, you know? And yeah. so, um, I mean, there's definitely grace if you fall behind, there's no pressure there, but it's just something to help keep you accountable to what really matters in mm -hmm. reading God's word. Wow. That's, that's really great too, because like you said, it causes you to have to prepare and so that you can present it in a good light and ha you know, help I other people too. I think I've actually read through the whole Bible twice this year because I read it in advance to prepare mm -hmm. and then I read it at the time of everybody else. So it's like I'm reading it in two separate places, but at the same time, it's been, it's been crazy, but it's been really cool to see how things line up. Well, what would you say to someone, um, you know, the person that's listening that does feel intimidated and thinks, wow, reading the whole Bible twice already, you know, in this same year, how would you encourage that person? I, I say, just do it, just start somewhere. Like, um, whether that's starting in the new Testament and reading through that before you jump back to the old Testament or joining in with a group of people that's reading through the entire Bible mm -hmm. together. I think that that is, that's going to change the way that you read the Bible. Like the Bible originally was read in community. It wasn't read alone. Everybody would gather at the place of worship at the time, whether the synagogue or the temple or the tabernacle or whatever. And they would read these books um, out loud. I don't know if they actually read it out loud at the tabernacle, but it was this reading 
aloud, but together. And mm -hmm. I think that we miss a lot of that community in our modern society when it comes to reading the Bible. I think that we are reading it individually, but we may not be talking about it. We may not be fleshing it out. And we're just listening to these maybe bigger voices out there and seeing what they have to say. And we're not really exploring it for ourselves. And so I think it's just super important that you start somewhere reading it yourself. You know, you don't have to know all the answers right away. I always suggest you read your Bible with a notebook on hand so you can write out your questions. I still am constantly writing out questions as I'm reading through the Bible. And I think that's what helps us learn and grow. Um, I think the questions evolve over time. And I think that the more that you read it, the more comfortable and confident you get in it. But I think that it's just important to start somewhere. Yes, that's great advice just to start somewhere. Yeah. And there's always a community that you can turn to, you know, to have that fellowship, maybe a small group or a Bible study at church, or, you know, maybe you feel called and led to step out and not be intimidated because you don't have to have all the answers to start a group or, you know, to lead a group. You don't have to know everything. It's just like learning together is, is very amazing. And I love how you mentioned how it was in community and it would, you know, the word would be read aloud, which is, yeah, pretty impactful when you have someone reading like that audibly instead of just, yes. you know, always reading it just to yourself because when we speak out the word it's a powerful thing or even when we include the word in our prayers if we pray the yes. word that's really awesome too are so, you familiar with the U version bible app yes okay so it'll read it out loud to you so i love doing that like when i'm making my coffee in the morning i'll have it playing out loud so it's like reading what i'm about to sit down and read but it's like out loud it's a great tool to use that is a great point and some may not realize that you can listen to it and mm -hmm. that is a great way to maybe do that in your car on your way to work or and you yes. know, just have the word kind of going in so um so what are some challenges that you've had you know over time like some strongholds or things that you might have ha had to overcome over the years when you were feeling that call to teach how to read the Bible? I think that a big thing that I had to overcome is just feeling qualified for it. Mm -hmm. I think that that has been like maybe the biggest thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that there was a time that I knew that I was called to this, but I kind of put it to the side and didn't do that. I think I had three different uh, jobs that I did for several years. I um, moved from job to job to job, kind of trying to find something that fit with what I felt called to do, but nothing really lined up until I finally said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue writing and Bible study as a career option for me. And I think that once that Finally, like once I finally did that, things just started falling into place. And it's been, um, it's given me confidence to teach, but it's also given me just an assurance like, Eva, you are doing the right thing. This is what you're called to do. And I think that God places those little moments in my, along my path, like, yes, this is what I want you to be doing. Yeah. I know you were talking when, earlier when we were having kind of back and forth conversation about those 
God moments. Yes. God moments. And if there's anything else that you might want to share about that. Yes. I think that these, these little God moments, whether it just be like somebody reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I saw what you posted today. It was really encouraging. Or these like things where I meet somebody. I met somebody the other day. I have never, you know, seen them before. And they're like, I follow you on Instagram and you're just so encouraging. And it's just like, uh, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, you know, I'm on the right path. God has laid out these things in a very specific order. And I can just see the way that he's shaping everything in my life right now. It's just been really cool. Yeah. That affirmation that, you know, God gives every so often, just at the time when we're thinking, what am I doing? You know, and it's like, well, it's yeah. not you. <laughs> it's like yes. the Holy Spirit is like working through you. So in what ways have you been discovering the gifts that the Holy Spirit has um, distributed to you personally, Eva? I think that growing up with my dad being such a strong leader, he encouraged me to take tests to find like my skill set and my spiritual gifts and all of these different things as I was growing up. So I think that has really kind of shaped and molded me into who I am. Again, with the benefits of being a pastor's kid, pastor's kids get a bad rap, I, but I think there are some benefits there. Um, but I think that I've always kind of had a strong bent towards leadership and teaching ability. And I, I honestly thought that that meant I had to be a teacher, like a school teacher. And so that was my first college major whenever I decided to go to college. And um, I actually ended up not finishing college, but I think that these gifts and all of these things still come into play as I am pursuing what I feel called by God to do. And so I, I think I've, taken there's like a spiritual gifts test online that's like a really good uh format if you've never taken any tests like that mm -hmm. i also like tests like myers-briggs and the enneagram i don't know if you're are you familiar with the enneagram at all well only because i've heard about it through the hope writers community i haven't done it but i've done myers-briggs because even in the secular world like when you're working for you know for corporations and things they like you to take those type of test so that they can see what your strengths are and how you can best work with a team. Yes. So they're really kind of interesting and it's really a little crazy how accurate it, the results yes. come out. You're like, you answer these questions that are, you know, kind of funny, you know, like, okay, I just answered that. And now it's being asked another way in a different way. And it's like, you know, how are they going to figure anything out from these questions? This is ridiculous. Exactly. And then it's like, oh my gosh, that's me. That is so me. You know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> how, that, yes. how that works. So, so do you have a specific one that you um, found useful, a spiritual gifts assessment that you've used? I know, I think they do have one on Lifeway. I've shared that on a post before. Uh, I don't know. It's been several years since mm -hmm. I've done a specific, yeah. like a spiritual gift thing online, but it was multiple pages. It was like 10, 12 pages. There's one on our church website too, and it is, it's multiple pages and you have to print it out and fill it out and yes. score it. So it's similar, right? That Yes. I think that's something like that is what I took. Yeah. Yes. I know I scored high on leadership and I scored high on teaching. And so I think that that really shaped different decisions that I've made along the way. 
So that's a really helpful guide. And I know I've written about that before about the spiritual gifts assessments. And, uh, and I do throw in there that, you know, not to like you have done, not to allow it to kind of pigeonhole you into something. It's a guide. It's a tool that gives you some insight as to mm -hmm. maybe where your gifts are, where your gifting is. And then also um, that just because it does come out, it doesn't mean that you aren't able to be hospitable to someone or you can't be an organizer, you know, like, cause you can do those yes. other things, but they may just not be your wheelhouse, you know, kind of thing. Yes. And I think that when you get teacher, you, that doesn't mean you have to go teach second grade, you know? Yeah. And I think that that was something that I didn't understand at the beginning. I was like, Oh, if I'm a teacher, then that means I have to teach in a school. No, you could teach a life group at your church or you yeah. could, you know, get two or three friends together and just go through a book of the Bible together. That's teaching. Uh, so I think that to be creative within those guidelines that it's telling you of like what your strengths are and uh, allow God to use that in your life. Yeah. I love that you made that point, Eva, because it won't always look like what we think it's supposed to look like. So we try to fit things into a box and it's not always like that. You know, sometimes we put, yeah, boundaries or limitations on what God wants to do in our lives because we, and you know, sometimes, I mean, we don't do it intentionally, but we feel like, you know, oh, okay, well, I guess this is what I need to do. And I know the word does say that when we just surrender our plans to him and he directs our steps and he makes our plans succeed. But I know that it, it is, yeah, just like exactly like you said, it's not what you thought, but you're still using it in a way that he's shaping you to use it. That's really Absolutely. amazing. That's amazing. So what would you want um, our listener today that's not sure about studying the Bible or if you have any important thing, one important thing that you would want that person to know? I think that we so often approach the Bible trying to find answers for our own life. We approach the Bible and we're like, okay, you know, people say like, this is a manual or this is a guidebook for my life. I need to, you know, I need to read it, but that's, it's not true. And it's so much more than that. The Bible is a book about God. And I think that as you figure out how you relate to God from the context of the Bible, it will absolutely change your entire life. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are hesitant or you don't know what the whole kind of Bible thing is all about, I challenge you to read one book of the Bible. Um, my favorite uh, place to start would be the book of John. So I challenge you to read the book of John and just kind of see how God speaks to you through that book and see what he tells you about himself. Because the Bible is a book about God. And so as we're reading this book about God, we want to see what God has to say about who he is to us. And I think that if you're hesitant and you've never tried it, I mean, by all means, just download the free version app and listen to it. Like, you know, you were saying earlier on your way to work, but these small steps will help you feel more comfortable. Like this isn't, um, this isn't like a lifelong commitment to like a monastery or anything. Just pick up the Bible and read, you know, read a chapter. Yeah. And I realize that it is intimidating and it is a big book, but 
break it down into smaller sections and see what God is saying through those sections. And as you start to piece those sections together, you'll start to see the bigger story of scripture. Yeah. I love how you just brought that out that, you know, the approach of how we read it and it's to know, it's to know God, it's to know him and know his character. And then in turn, that all becomes applicable as to who we are. And we learn more about ourselves in the process. And that's really an important thing because you're, you're right. A lot of people do perceive the Bible to be like a rule book or a guidebook or, or something like that. Yes. And, and you're right. It is so much more and, uh, and it's exciting. And I, and I think it's great how you're encouraging, you know, people to read it on their own because any good pastor or leader would tell you, you know, don't just go by what I'm saying. You need to know yes. the word for yourself because what happens when you get into a situation and you need to test it, if it lines up with the word, you need to know, you know, and have that discernment about, you know, that. I remember I was maybe fourth or fifth grade. And that's when the left behind for kids books were like super popular. I don't know if any nineties kids remember those, but they were, um, I was reading through them and I kind of casually mentioned to my dad, I was like, yeah, I didn't realize the Bible said such and such. And he said, yeah, where in the Bible does it say that? And I was like, I don't know. I read it in this book over here. And he was like, well, that, you know, I'm not going to take that as truth until you've found it in the Bible. And I was like, oh my goodness. So then that night I went and I read the entire book of Revelation, trying to find where it said this one thing. And sure enough, it did say it. And my dad did know that, but he wasn't going to let me simply take some other books, you know, word for it. I had to read the actual Bible to find it there. And I think that that is such a powerful lesson. I still giggle about it sometimes because I'm like, you know, I had no business reading Revelation at whatever age that, I mean, I, it, it's good. All scripture is profitable and good for teaching, but like, I think it was just really funny that I read the Bible to find this one answer that was in the series of books, you know, and that instilled in me a habit growing up to find the truth only in the Bible and not somewhere else. Yeah, that, that's a wonderful story. That's really a great story. And like you said, you know, you we're reading Revelation. That's a pretty heavy duty book for a kid like yes. that. But, <laughs> no, but you found it. You found it. You were able to find it. And, and that's what we need to be doing. We need to like, when we hear something or a teaching, you know, we need to see, is it, is it true? Is it in there? Because the yes. truth is in there. <laughs> that's how Absolutely. Uh, I love that story. And I love how your dad, you know, just had you do it on your own. You know, he yes. didn't, he, he felt that you were able to do that. And, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure he felt that the Lord would just lead you in that. And so he didn't give you an easy out. He said, well, where is that? Where is it? Yes. So, yeah, that, that was really, that's a really great story and a great reminder. And we're all accountable for that. And um, I would love if you would share, how can people get in touch with you? Like, how can our listener connect with you, Eva? I'm probably the most active on Instagram and that's Eva Kabashik, uh, just my first and last name. Um, I do realize that the last name is a little bit difficult to spell, but I'm sure it's in print somewhere on the podcast <laughs> listing. So you can look at it there. Um, also, uh, you can find my page on Facebook, Eva Kabashik, and I update there as well. 
Great. And then how can people learn more about what you had mentioned earlier about your color coding process? Because that could be really helpful for people, yes. especially because we love, we love like colored highlighters and stuff. So I know. I love my pens. <laughs> I do the specific color coding system. And if you would like more information on that, you can go to evakaboshik.com slash word and it's right there. Or if you join my Bible reading group for 2020, um, we will be going through the Bible over the course of the year chronologically again, and you will actually get a coupon or discount code for the Word and Color color coding course whenever you join the Bible reading group. So you can find more information on that at evakabashik.com. It'll be um, up there on that page. That's a lot of great value to be able to get involved in that and get involved in the group and just have, you know, community. Do you do that through, how do you do that? How do you connect? Is it through a Facebook group or how, how do you do that? It's through a Facebook group, but it's a a private Facebook group. So you will go to my website and you'll enter your email address Mm -hmm. and then I will send you an email with the link to sign up for the Facebook group. And it is a free group. So it's a, a great group where we, really do study the Bible in community together. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And Kabashik is K-U-B-A-S-I-A-K. And I'll put your you a link to your website and to your Instagram in the episode notes. So awesome. go and find you there. Thank right. you so much, Doris. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure to talk with you. And I'm just excited about this part of where God's called you, where Thank you know you. your passion and compassion and conviction is all kind of intersecting um, to where you're passionate about wanting others to be able to dig into the word and truly study it for themselves and to know God yes. and his character. That's, that's amazing. Was there anything else Thank that you, so you um, wanted to add? I, I just say, dig in, start reading. You know, I don't want you to be um, intimidated or insecure about reading the Bible, but instead just open it up. Like it's natural to be intimidated by it, but just start reading it and see where it leads you. All right. Well, that is great encouragement. And, um, and thank you so much for thank you. your gifts. You're using your gifts to impact the world. And that's what, thank that's what we're you. called to do. <laughs> so Eva, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. All right. And you, uh, my friend, have a blessed evening and we will talk again soon. All right. I hope my conversation with Eva today encouraged you and inspired you to walk deeper in God's word. Whether you're just starting out in Bible study or you've been studying the Bible for years, there's always more to learn and grow and know. If you're intimidated by Bible study sometimes, well, that's okay, you are not alone. The Holy Spirit was given to us as a gift from God, and He is able to help reveal to us what it is that God wants to tell us and show us through the scriptures. If you're not already in a Bible study group, I encourage you to get involved in one, in your church, in your community. And if you'd love to do one online, you can check out evakabashik.com and join her Bible reading group. She's going to start in January, going through the entire Bible chronologically, and she would love to have you. You can also check out her course, The Word in Color, where she goes a little bit deeper into teaching you how to study the Bible using colorful pens. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So friend, I thank you for listening to the Fierce Calling podcast today. I believe that you're here for a reason. I don't believe in coincidences. 
I believe that you were meant to listen today. And I pray that you would feel God's love today and that he does have plans for you. That is in his word. And I want to encourage you today. And if it's okay, I'd like to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for the person listening to this podcast, Lord. I pray that you would encourage her, Lord, that you would allow her to see you in a new way and that she would answer the call in her life. God, when she is in Christ, you have given her gifts. The Holy Spirit has distributed at least one spiritual gift. I pray you would allow her to use that to glorify you and serve others. In Jesus' name, amen. So join me next week on the Fierce Calling Podcast when I will invite another woman to share her story of how she is walking in her fierce calling, using her gifts to impact the world for Christ, and taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Talk to you soon.